What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Anna Creates Podcast. My name is Alex Krotz, and this week we are going to talk about two main aspects of social media. I have six tips to better present yourself and make a good first impression, and then five ways to best take advantage of this major reach that is possible with these platforms to help grow. Let's get into it. Welcome to the Anik Creates Podcast with your weekly dose of music, technology, and creative inspiration. Now your host, Alex Krotz. Social media can be such a valuable asset to help grow yourself as an entrepreneur, as a brand, as a business, grow your audience, whatever it is that you want to do. Social media can be such a great tool to help you achieve that. Now, a lot of people are talking about how social media has gone downhill and it's addictive and, you know, we're all on it all the time and we waste a lot of time and it's got a bit of a bad rep because of this. But there's over 2 billion active monthly users on Facebook alone. And so your audience is probably still there, whether they're wasting their time and and don't want to be there. That doesn't matter. They're still there and you can still get your content in front of them. So... It's such an important part of marketing yourself in this day and age. Now, the main social media channels that I'm talking about are Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, LinkedIn, stuff like that. Now, a lot of the tips have to do with Facebook because Facebook is the biggest one with over 2 billion active monthly users. Now, Instagram is in second place with just over a billion active monthly users. Snapchat's a bit of a a personalized thing and something that you can kind of maintain your audience with, but not the best sometimes as somebody new to gain an audience. But it is still important to keep in mind as you continue to grow and as you want to bring your personality across. Use it, but keep in mind some of the things that we're talking about when you use it. Now, LinkedIn is gaining popularity in the professional market. So this one, a lot of the tips about putting your best foot forward and having your brand established and very obvious very much apply to LinkedIn as well. But it's the same kind of execution as Facebook since it's very similar in the way that you can type articles, you can share things. So that one's similar. And I think both Facebook and LinkedIn are very powerful in their own way, depending on what you're trying to do. But I think they should both be used and both maintained. So keep that in mind if you don't have it. Now, I know there's many, many different social media channels and these tips, although they apply more to Facebook and I'm describing them with the Facebook terminologies, that doesn't mean it doesn't apply to all the other social media channels. So just keep that in mind. Now, have you ever Googled yourself? Probably at some point, but try Googling yourself and actually look at what shows up and look at the appearance of what shows up. If you think about this in terms of an employer or a potential client or potential coworkers or somebody you want to hire and work with, what will they see if they Google you? Will they see great things or will they see a bunch of stuff that they probably don't want to be associated with professionally. They might want to hang out with you, but that's not the point of what we're trying to achieve. We're trying to achieve a good professional appearance when you look at social media and anything on the internet, because everything that you put up there, you've put up there and it's trying to make an appearance. So people think if you thought this was important enough to put on social media, that's what kind of a person you are. And that's what tells me a lot about you. So when you Google yourself, think about that and think about what shows up, what pages show up and what it looks like. Make sure that you're thinking of the types of things that your audience or your potential clients or anybody wants to see and what they would want to be associated with professionally, not what your friends think would be cool because that doesn't really matter in the long game. If you think about it, these potential clients and potential employers and and potential contractors, 
it takes them about one minute to Google your name and just scroll the first page of Google. So just know what shows up there. And we don't control exactly what Google shows up there, but we can tailor the things that we do know will show up to make sure that they're okay. So first, let's dive into six ways to put your best foot forward on social media and have that appearance look really good. So when people see you, they think well of you and they think about being associated with you in a professional capacity. So the first tip is to make sure that your appearance and your branding, it fits with your niche. Hip-hop artists and rock musicians can get away with different kinds of pictures than jazz musicians or session musicians or producers or even the engineers. Probably if you're an engineer or a video guy or somebody like that, like a more technical background person, you probably don't want a whole lot of pictures of yourself partying it up all night. However, if you like working with hip-hop musicians or clubs, maybe it's great to have pictures of the gigs that you're doing at those nightclubs showing that you are professional in that environment and you can work well in that environment. As much as musicians like that or as much as people like that love to party and love to have a good hang, they also very much respect people that are a fun hang but are still the sober professional guys who can hold it all together no matter what's happening in the session or in whatever environment's going on. So for me, as an engineer, I want to show that I am a professional in that environment. I will be the guy that holds it all together, that continues to have work happen even while those guys are all partying and having fun with their friends, I'm there ready to work, ready to record, and clear-headed the whole time so that at any point they can continue working. That's the kind of branding and appearance that I want to show for myself. Now, the second tip I have is to post enough to stay on people's radar, but not too much to become super annoying. I know from myself, if I have somebody on social media and I'm following them or engaging with them and they post multiple times a day, a whole bunch of the same kind of stuff, it gets a little bit annoying and I almost want to unfollow them or hide their posts or whatever platform I'm on. I don't really check their posts every day, all day, all the time, because I know that they're all basically the same thing and they just post way too much all day. But if somebody posts once a day or once every two days that I can engage with it and be interested enough and it's not the same thing every single time, then I feel a lot better about being able to engage and it's interesting when it comes up and it's not annoying to me while still being able to engage, which helps them because they get more engagement per post than if they had posted way too much and get less engagement per post, but more posts. It doesn't generally work that well. You want more engagement per post than you would rather have more posts with a little bit of engagement sprinkled on each. When you're posting, think about that. Stay relevant and stay within the times of what's happening and stay on people's radar but don't annoy them with irrelevant crap that they don't want to see, don't care about. And once again, the posts that you're making, keep them relevant to your niche or your branding that you are trying to portray. So if you're in hip hop, posting about nightclub parties or stuff that you're going to be attending or going to be at or artists that you've worked with or at, that's great. If you want to work on more rock stuff or if you're a video guy that likes shooting weddings, you probably don't want to post something that's totally opposite. A couple is not going to look at a photographer who posts a lot of hip-hop nightclub stuff and go, oh yeah, they'd be great for our wedding. That generally doesn't happen. So, so think about that kind of thing when you're picking the frequency, times, and content that you want to post. And that's kind of the third tip that we're getting to is keep it professional and keep it relevant to the niche that you want. So 
Don't be posting memes of dogs every three hours. Yes, the odd bit of humor is awesome and people love it, but you don't want to oversaturate their feeds with that kind of content because they're just going to get annoyed and go, no, I follow funny accounts for that. I'm following you for your work and your professionalism. I know the temptation for that because funny content and viral type content shares easier and gets more engagement. But if you grow your account based on these memes of dogs that you're posting or cats or whatever it is, people are going to leave quicker as well when they figure out that that's not actually the account that you're doing. And that's not what you do. You're, you know, a videographer that does weddings. They're going to unfollow you when they figure what you do and you stop posting those memes that they followed you for. So in the long term, it doesn't actually help your following and it may increase your numbers temporarily, but over time, that's not a way to build a good audience. Now, that goes into my fourth tip, which is to stay away from irrelevant and controversial topics. This goes for both posting and engaging with other people's posts. Those memes that you're posting that have nothing to do with the genre or niche that you're in can be funny, but are not actually relevant. You can find memes and different things that are actually relevant that you can share here and there as a bit of comic relief from more serious articles and stuff. So that's okay. But you don't want to post about controversial topics when it comes to these things, unless you have a very strong opinion about it that you want to share and that you're willing to share it in the risk of losing parts of your audience. If you have a small audience, I would recommend staying away from that kind of thing. So a lot of politics and religion and stuff like that is just something that maybe to grow your audience you want to stay away from because it's not really going to help you in the long run gain more audience. It's only going to shut people away. If people agree with you, they're going to agree with you. If people don't agree with you, though, they're probably going to go away. But if you don't post about that stuff, you're just going to have everybody that agrees with the thing that you're actually trying to do in the niche that you're in, and it's a creative or business thing that everybody agrees with. Why throw in something like politics that has nothing to do with your niche that you're in when it's irrelevant and doesn't matter. So that's a thing to think about when you're posting something, but it's also a thing you don't want to get into arguments with people on other people's posts about these controversial topics that have nothing to do with your brand because people will see your name there and see your take on things and they still might not agree. And that could become a problem later on down the line if it's something that arises or that somebody's trying to, you know, stir up the pot with you. They'll find those things. Those are things that always seem to surface on the internet. So if it's something that you don't really believe in, don't try and get into those controversial posts when there's no point and no relevance. Now, this goes into the fifth tip, which is engagement. Besides posting, you need to engage. You need to engage with fans, friends, groups, different things, because that's how you get your name out there with your knowledge that you have to share in your niche. So if you're an audio engineer commenting when somebody asks about a certain piece of software or a new plugin or the sound of something, you can post about that and you can comment on you can comment on their post and go, I love this microphone, or if you're in video, I like these lenses, or depending on what the post is, obviously, but you can kind of engage with them because they get to see your name and your expertise in different areas that you are actually strong at. People will start to refer to you when they have questions about lenses or about gear because you've proven yourself by engaging with all those other people in 
let's say a, a video group, they'll have seen your name and realize, wow, every time there's a question about lenses or about gear, Alex knows a lot about that. Or in my case, Pro Tools. So whenever there's a question about Pro Tools problem or Pro Tools shortcuts that people want to know or different workflows with Pro Tools, I'm generally right there commenting and leaving my two cents worth of tips and tricks to get them to know who I am and what the knowledge is that I have that I can share with them. This goes on because basically you become kind of micro famous in other people's groups and in other people's posts and people get to know you and that's when it helps benefiting your own brand and your own content that you're making. This goes into tip number six, the final tip that I have, which is don't just ask people for things. You need to give value to them before you can expect them to help you. This goes for anything in those groups that's in your niche or for friends, family, anything like that. You need to help them. Don't expect your friends to engage with your posts and share your posts to help boost your numbers if you don't engage with their posts and engage with them. It's kind of like if you have a friend that you haven't seen for years and they call you up after eight years of not seeing each other and not talking and go, hey man, can I borrow $1,200? And you're like, um, no, I, I haven't seen you in, in forever. Why, why would I help you out? Or when somebody calls you up and says, Hey, can you help me move? And you kind of think, cool, but you didn't help me move when I needed help moving and you're not paying me. There's no benefit to me besides, you know, pizza and beer. So I'm helping you. I'm taking time out of my day to help you. Why are you not helping me when I need help in small ways or just being friendly? You can't just ask people for something and not be friendly in return. It's all part of the networking part of it where you have to network and be friendly to people before you can ask them for things. So that goes the same way with asking people for questions and for answers and for them to engage with your content or to subscribe or whatever it is that you're looking for to go buy your music or to go look at your videos. You need to give them value. If it's a video that you've made and you can post it on a post in those groups where it actually just benefits that person, that's a very natural way to start promoting yourself. Try and find ways that you can engage with people. It's just friendly. And then that will make people want to engage back with you and go, Hey, what's your channel? Or what's your music? Or can I look up your record? I'd love to hear what you do because you've engaged with mine. You've listened to my record. And I am now curious because we've kind of become online friends. They're willing to kind of go out of their way to engage with your stuff. And that's how you develop good connections and good engagements with different people. Yes, there is a lot of unreturned favors where you engage with a ton of people and maybe 10% of them or 20% of them actually come back to your content. But rest assured that the fact that you're engaging with all these other people's content will be seen by the 10% that actually engage back with you. They'll see that you're engaging with so many people, not just sub for sub kind of thing where you're like, I'll subscribe to you if you subscribe to me. That's where things really start to fall apart. And it's actually against YouTube policy. And it should be against everybody's policy because that's not how you grow a dedicated brand. You need to engage with your people. And yes, it takes a lot of time, but it's totally worth it in the end. And people see a lot more than you think they see. That's how you kind of build yourself as the professional, real, genuine person that you are. 
So those are the six tips that I have for helping you put your best foot forward on social media and have the best appearance on your social media accounts. And it all comes back to that same thing that I talked about, which is when somebody Googles you, what do they find? Now I have five different tips for you that I've talked briefly about in the past, but five different ways that you can use social media to help grow your business. Now we've talked about the engagement and how to engage with people and bring them value. This kind of ties in with that. There are five different things that I really want to touch on to help your business or your branding or your promotion of your music or shows or anything like that. First of all, use groups, find like Facebook groups in your niche and engage with those groups, engage with the people in those groups, do what I talked about with the posting, share value and share knowledge with people in those groups, because then they'll start to see you, recognize your name, and then eventually want to get to know you better and, and, and learn about your content and your music and your shows and actually be interested in that if you give them value. You don't want to just go in guns ablaze and sharing everything and you want to go in strategically and you want to be smart and provide people with relevant information, help answer their questions, gain their trust and become known for things in those groups. So that's the first thing. The second thing is to give context to your posts and your comments. If somebody posts something in one of your groups that you're engaging with and they say, hey, drop links to new music videos this week and you just put out a new music video or a new song or whatever and you want to just drop your link there because, oh great, that's what they're asking for. Try and be a little more friendly about it. Put a little context going, hey everybody, my name is Alex and I do rock music and this week I dropped my latest music video that I'm super excited for. I hope you enjoy it. Here it is if you're interested. And then put the link. That makes it feel like you're talking to somebody, not just somebody who's out there looking for any opportunity to drop their link. You feel like somebody has actually engaged with the post, read the post, realized what it is, and then put their link. Because so many people just go around in social media dropping their links everywhere because they assume people will click on it. If I see somebody who just dropped a link, even if the post calls for just dropping a link and they didn't really ask for anything else, I generally won't click on it. I like the people that put a little more time and energy into their comments or posts and actually make me feel like I'm genuinely welcomed to look at that or that I can comment back to them and, and reply in some way and say, wow, this is awesome. Congratulations on your latest launch. That gives you a way to make connections. You're opening it up to people being able to make connections instead of just clicking and getting your views up. You're now building a fan and a friend out of that, which is exactly what you want. So you want to give context to your comments, but you also want to give context to your posts as well. If you post an article, you'd think, oh, it's an article. It kind of speaks for itself. But tell me in a half a sentence even what it is that I'm going to learn by clicking on this article and spending five minutes of my time or two minutes or 10 minutes why I'm going to watch this or why I'm going to read this article. A lot of people, they're scrolling through social media because they're bored. They have five minutes because they're waiting for something. You want to tell them why they would click on your link versus just scrolling by it. And you want to be friendly about it and say, hey, I think this is a great story that they're 
talking about in this article or the reason you wrote an article and what they're going to learn, you want that context there because it's going to make people more likely to be friendly, to engage and to click on it and read and engage back with you. This leads right into the third thing, which is you don't want to be pushy. You want to be genuine when you engage with people's posts, even to answer their questions. Don't make them feel like you're annoyed by their posts. Be genuine and answer their questions and just be friendly about it. Because if you think it's not a very smart question, they've asked it for a reason. They don't know the answer to this, so don't be snarky about, oh, you should know this, because that's why they're genuinely asking. Don't feel like they're inconveniencing you, because guess what? If it inconvenienced you and you didn't want to answer it, you could just not answer it and just scroll past it. And I'm sure somebody else would engage with it and answer the question for them. Leave that to the people who want to do that or be that person and do it yourself. That's how you gain those connections. And that leads into the fourth thing, which is engage with everyone. Even if a question in a group seems very silly to you, that doesn't mean that it's silly to them. So answer it nicely and engage with them nicely. And if other people put their opinions on there and you want to engage with them and go, oh, that's neat. I never thought about that. Or, oh, I've tried that before and I actually found it worked better if I did this. That's a really good way to engage with people, showing what you know without being pushy, but also just engaging and making them feel like they have a connection and they have somebody that knows a bit more than them that they can maybe ask a future question to. And that's a position you want to be in if you want to grow your business or your brand on social media. Sharing of knowledge makes everybody grow and everybody get better. So why not do that so that when you actually need something, they'll want to engage with you back. And the fifth thing that I want to talk about is to make sure that your profile is optimized when somebody clicks on your name. First of all, don't be changing your profile picture all the time because humans are visual. Names can sometimes go a little fuzzy in our memories, but pictures generally are pretty good. So if you have a certain type of profile picture, don't be changing it all the time because that doesn't really help build that audience. Now, along that line, don't be putting a profile picture that has nothing to do with who you are because that doesn't really help with that personal connection. Humans like other people's faces, so make sure that you use that to your advantage and put your profile picture as yourself. Now, make sure that when they click on your profile, the little tab that comes up, that they can see your website and see a little brief blurb about what you do. Don't have that stuff hidden on private. You can have a lot of stuff hidden on private. That's okay. So you have to become friends with you, but make sure that there's a certain element of your profile that is actually public, that those people who you're engaging with in those groups can see what you're talking about and see your website. So if they're interested in what you're talking about, or they're interested in you because you're engaging nicely and you see seem good, they can go and check out your music and check out your website and check out your videos because the time that they're going to actually engage is when they want to, which means it's probably on their own time, which means you want to give them that opportunity to be able to do that very easily. You need to make sure that it's right there on a silver platter for them when they want it. That's the perfect way to allow them to see it on their own time. So those are all the tips that I have right now to use social media to its full potential and to your advantage to help you grow. With so many people at your fingertips able to be reached with a click of a few buttons, it's just an amazing time that we live in and it's an amazing tool that we have at our disposal to be able to do this. Now I didn't even delve into Facebook ads, Instagram ads and that kind of thing and like what type of content to post where and how, but this kind of gives you a good overview to help you make sure that your Instagram 
Instagram and your Facebook are cleaned up and you've kind of taken those pictures of you drinking at college off of them because it's probably not the best look that you want to portray. So just once again, think about that. If somebody Googles you, what will they find? Now you can go download a PDF with these tips easily laid out for you at anikcreates.ca slash podcast. The podcast notes are there. You just have to find this episode, episode number eight. And always remember that social media and web presence is so important these days. So make sure you're using it right. But that's it for this episode, guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you know somebody who would find this helpful, please take a moment to share this episode. I would really, really appreciate it. Be sure to find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Anik Creates. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts, and I will see you in the next one. Until then, always be creating. Thank you for listening to the Anik Creates podcast. Be sure to check out anikcreates.ca for show notes and all the latest updates. Until next time, always be creating.